Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Welcome to Purpose Driven Sobriety. Thank you for joining Purpose Driven Sobriety. My name is Christine and I'm an alcoholic. I want to thank you for um, being with us. And I want to thank, we have a, a, a anonymous donor who is um, sponsoring this show today. So you know who you are. I love you. And I thank you for supporting um, us in recovery. So um, we're going to take recovery a little bit further because this is this is something that, that I strongly believe in at 11 plus years sober. Um, I can certainly at times find myself uh, spinning like the Tasmanian devil, as my husband so uh, eloquently put it one time. Um, and, and I can still have alcoholic thoughts, alcoholic behaviors. Um, and so we're going to be talking about emotional sobriety. And um, I'm, I made a new friend online, and uh, there, are, there are so many um, great resources. You know, I'm, I'm mainly speaking about Facebook right now, that there are pages that you can go on and, and you can start building your community. And, and if I could tell you one thing, it's remember that, at least for me, I practice um, 12-step recovery. Um, just remember, it's not well people's anonymous. You will be going into, uh, you know, um, uh, pages with other sick people. So expect sometimes that type of behavior. And don't get butt hurt and, and leave all upset. Just remember that, you know, you can take what you need and leave the rest. So we have Mark M. that's joining us. Or am, Mark, am I able to use your last name it's mcconnell okay. yeah no, not okay. a problem okay just making sure out of respect um and so you sir um you're you're in recovery as well as well as you have become very well versed in in um emotional sobriety and in fact started a meeting where you're located and that has just um has blossomed so um I, i'm gonna invite you on the show we, we're just us dude you know we just say what happened uh what it was like what happened and what we're like now and i would love some insight into emotional sobriety if you have um any uh information as far as certain pages and stuff to, i I encourage you to share those. And then uh, uh, also in the posting of this podcast, we will uh, supply a link that Mark has given us as well. So I'm just going to give you the floor, and I'm going to be right here to ask you, I'm sure, a bunch of questions. So I welcome, sure hope welcome, so. Welcome. Thanks, Christine. Sure. Um, my name is Mark. I'm an alcoholic. Hey, Mark. And um, thanks for inviting me on. I know that um, I don't know how I got turned on to your podcast, but I've listened to a whole bunch of them, and I've, I've enjoyed them. Thank and you. I get something out of every one of them. Thank you for that. Uh, but I'll just give you a, a little bit of background. My sobriety date is November 17th, 1997. So it'll be, I'm coming up on 26 years this November. That is amazing. Which, Congratulations. You know, yeah, good Good luck. Time flies. Yeah, you know, right? it's, it's having an anniversary date is just another way I feel old. But, <laughs> that's, but, that's, but that's beside but the point. All good things, um, all good things. <laughs> well, I would tell you that... Um, we started this emotional sobriety meeting in 2016 and the whole reason the whole reason i wanted to start this meeting is that um i was unhappy i was i don't know 18 years 16 18 years sober and i had gone through a divorce i had had a, a big battle with the irs and lost um i had lost a parent um and just things my kids were misbehaving and there were a whole bunch of things that were going a whole bunch of new things for me so i kept going to my usual meetings and i became very irritable restless irritable and discontent mm. and i mean nothing nothing changed in in those meetings but something had changed in me i needed to get i was looking for more i mean beginner beginner meetings serve a great purpose. I mean, they deal with the first three steps, as you know, 
and they introduce people into the 12 steps of recovery. Mm -hmm. Speaker meetings, also great, but and, and literature meetings, but the randomness, like things would just go berserk. And I was hearing the negative, not the positive. Wow. Um, you know, you know the expression, you always feel better after a meeting? Sure. I added, sometimes because it's over. Oh, wow. And That's dangerous, huh? For someone. I know. I, like was, I felt like I, yeah, I was on a slippery slope. Wow. And so, I mean, the, the, the background of this meeting is that um, on a two, our meeting here in Annapolis takes place on Tuesday evenings. And I had been going to a regular Tuesday night meeting. And, you know, one of the ones that I'd been going to all along, and I knew I needed to do something else. And a fight broke out after the meeting. And I said, I mean, we're, we're alcoholics, you know, things happen. I know, but damn, I hadn't been to one where a fight broke out yet. You haven't, you haven't heard, you haven't been to one of those yet? <laughs> Not yet. Um, I'm going to the wrong meetings. <laughs> I took that as the opportunity to start a new Tuesday night meeting. And I recruited a couple of people from that meeting who were also discontent. And we went out and we found a church. We found, and we started with the seven deadly sins. I mean, that's that was in the literature. That's what we knew of as kind of the defects, you know, the, the age-old defects, right. if you will. Right. Um, and it grew from there. I mean, we started with seven. We're, we're now at 38 topics. Um, we published a, uh, a meeting guide that I'm proud to say has been used to start um, several other meetings here in the, in Maryland. So people are taking the guide and, you know, there's a women's meeting, a men's meeting and another, you know, co-ed meeting. They're all closed meetings because the depth of our discussion, uh, we go a little deeper. We go a lot deeper than your normal meeting. Uh, it's not a beginner's meeting. So you don't have people that are, I mean, occasionally somebody shows up who's new, who, you know, and, and quite honestly, sometimes they add a tremendous amount of value because, you know, being 20 plus years sober, and a lot of us in this meeting are 20 plus years sober, um, you know, you forget what it was like. Oh, sure. And, you know, that's, that's, sometimes we get real pearls of wisdom out of people that are kind of brand new. Right. Um, right. So we, re I mean, listen, you know, emotional sobriety is about living a life in recovery that where you can be happy, where you can be joyous, where you can, you know, live life to the fullest. And, you know, I heard early in my sobriety that, you know, you can sober up when you sober up a horse thief, you still have a horse thief. Mm -hmm. So when you sober up an angry, vengeful, prideful alcoholic, you still have the anger, the pride and the vengeance. So we needed to deal with that. And I was getting, I mean, I was like a powder keg before this meeting started. And, you know, we started digging deep. We talked about, you know, envy. We talked about jealousy, pride, lust, you know, topics that you don't really, and, and we're very focused. It's like one topic, one discussion, and people seem to get something out of it. The meeting grew from, I mean, originally we, our rent was $10 a month at the church and we couldn't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, and then we, and then it just kept growing. We had to move out of that first church. We got into a bigger, bigger facility. And, you know, prior to the pandemic, we had really too many people. There were like 80 to 90 people that would regularly attend this wow. meeting. And, you know, now we're, now we're down to a comfortable 35 or 40, as are the other meetings that have started around here. Right. But, you know, there's... A lot to be said for, you know, not drinking. I mean, you know that you're 11 years sober. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to be said for physical sobriety. But once the compulsion is left, it, I still I still had to deal with those things that were that remained the, the, the scars, the wounds, the the bad behavior, the you know the, everything that wasn't principled in my life. I mean, the program has given me principles and. I still fail occasionally, mm -hmm. but there are times when I need the support that that emotional sobriety gives me. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, we have a, a Maryland uh, state convention coming up on August 4th and 5th, 
And they've asked me to do two workshops there on emotional sobriety, wow. which I'm really looking forward to. I did one in Southern Maryland not that long ago. And that was, I mean, pretty, I was hoping that we'd have like five people, you know, it was standing room only. I was, and we talked about resentment, which is always a hot topic. So, so let me, so let me ask you, cause, cause again, I, you know, I, I purposely do this, this show, um, a little bit blind in, in the sense that I want to learn with my listeners, you know, what, what's what. So, so when you, when you talk about, you know, um, when you talk about resentments, I mean, especially, you know, in, you know, it's no, no secret that I, I, I practice AA, um, you yeah, know, me th too. that, that it's like, okay, so what, what, I'm not sure how to put my question. Where, where is it that the steps weren't working for, for what you're talking about? Where's that line of demarcation, I guess is, does that make sense? Yeah. And well, the, the steps work. I mean, the steps worked for me. I was just having a problem with acceptance. I was having a problem with, um, you know, I, and, and honestly, right after I, this meeting started, I found a new sponsor and we worked through the steps again mm -hmm. and my fourth step was a whole new cast of characters oh, of and a course. whole bunch of things that i've created in sobriety yeah of course um so i was working the steps but i was just i mean you can work the steps and still be disappointed and still be hurt and still be wounded um you know if, if you have kids you know what disappointment is if you have you know, a, if you're in a relationship, you know what disappointment is. If you have expectations, you know what disappointment is. Well, and one of the things I heard you mention that that certainly makes sense to me is is that you have, um, not that you have excluded anybody, but that you have kind of like, like not like-minded. I don't know why I'm flipping over my words today. <laughs> but you, you have in sim similar t type people in that, They've worked the steps. They they know to you know nine one one. We go back to the steps, but the, on a day to day basis, there is a community that it sounds like that you have that is yes. um is is more broad is um or more or, or more targeted as I guess as the case yeah. may be. You know, um, I mean, early in recovery, I didn't know I I didn't have emotional sobriety. Early in recovery, I was just fighting to be physically sober. Mm -hmm. I was just fighting to get through the day to do what I had to do. And it's not even that it's not anything I would have been interested in, quite honestly. And the people, like you said, we have a, a pretty narrow, not narrow, but a pretty focused group of people from one year to 40 years of sobriety mm -hmm. who want to tackle the deeper issues, who realize that, you know, there's the big that that alcohol was a symptom right and we're looking at what the causes are and the causes seem to come from you know the feelings that we have and so that's 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 the group we have we have a, a and when i say mature i don't mean age i don't mean length of sobriety i mean desire to tackle the things that are causing us every day. first off we recognize that we have these issues mm -hmm. and we want to do something about them well and i totally understand that and again it seems like i don't remember hearing the term emotional sobriety my first few years and then and then just kind of you know salt and peppered in here but now i i do hear that term a lot it's because I, like I said, I mean, even, gosh, even at lunch, Rick and I, my husband and I were talking about how, um, you know, he said, you just seem so angry right now. I've got some health crap and, you know, the the sun ain't shining as bright as I want it to, or that cloud doesn't look, who knows, you know, <laughs> I but know. I still, but, and, it, you know, I am the type of person that when I'm angry, that ooze is going to get on other people, which is not fair. So there's that emotional sobriety, keeping yourself in check. I mean, that's, I, I get it. So I'm real interested to, to check out the, the meeting guideline and see, well, and not to mention too, I know for me, um, the two the two, I, I have kind of two home groups. I have a ladies group and then I have the, the yeah, group where I got sober. Yeah. You know, usually, I mean, it, we've obviously had some turn over the past 11 years, but for, it, for the most part, it's the same people. 
you know, yeah. um, and, and I love them and I'd, and I'd take a bullet for them, you know, beyond the shadow of a doubt. But um, I can certainly see where there are, and I have heard, there are, are certain people who just don't attend meetings anymore because it just seems like it's the same, you know, same people, same, yeah. you know, whatever their reason. And I have a relative who is sober but doesn't go to AA, doesn't, didn't do it through AA. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, in the literature it says, you know, if, if you if you find a way to stay sober, just, just do it. You know, right. we don't have a... But just, on the market. but just like you said, you know, you, you know, I know for me, I, I think the, I think the glaring uh, murderous parts were mm-hmm. removed with the steps, but still you, you're left with an asshole, you know, that's not getting yeah. her way a lot of times. And, and so I can certainly see if I didn't have the, the steps or a sponsor, I can certainly see where also this would be a place where you could work through, you know, those types of things. Of things because because doggone it life's gonna keep doing life we were promised that i think in a really big book we were promised that we will have tribulations and and troubles and it, yes. it, it ain't a matter of if it's a matter of when and it's like what are you going to do when that happens you don't want to be caught with your pants down you know and not have right. any type of defense against that first drink or drug absolutely you know i i we had, this meeting had been going on for two or three years before somebody turned me on to something that Bill Wilson wrote back in the fifties. It's a, it's, it's two sentences. Can I read this of to course. you? Sure. Bill wrote, and this is, I think 53 or 55. He said, I think that many oldsters who have put our AA booze cure to severe, but successful tests will still find that they often lack emotional sobriety. Perhaps they will be, perhaps they will be the spearhead for the next major development in AA, a development of much more real maturity and balance, which is to say humility in our relations with our fellows, with ourselves, and with God. Wow. So it's been here the whole time. Right. Well, because I I don't I I haven't read all the history books like some of my my fellows in in my groups have because they can big they can throw some books at me. Um, But but if I understand right, Mr. Mr. Bill W. was lacking some emotional sobriety, a good portion of his sobriety. (laughs) And I know I'm putting that gently. Absolutely. He had ego issues. Right. He had grandiosity issues. Mm hmm. All of which I've dealt with. Right. Yeah. Who, who, yeah. Well, who, who wouldn't, I mean, he, anybody, right. but, but yeah, I can see where that's, but I mean, yeah. I, and I think, you know, cause I've had, honestly, I've had some pushback from people. People have come to our meeting. It's an AA meeting. We're in the AA guide. We, we read the preamble. We read the, how it works. Um, and each one of our topics, well, most, most of our topics have quotes from uh, some of the literature which, mm-hmm. by the way, Alcoholics Anonymous World Service has, you know, they I sent this transcript to them and they were like, and they sent me the disclaimer. So everybody's everybody's on on the right level. Sure. But some people have pushed back. You know, some people have, you know, gotten up in the meeting and said, is this AA? And, you know, and some people have walked out. But I realize you can't please everybody. But the people that stick around are intent on growing in in their program i mean they want to i mean listen you can't you can't close the door or you 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 can't erase your past but you can certainly use it to benefit your future Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what we're trying to do here Mm -hmm. very cool so tell tell me a little bit uh, tell me a little bit about you and 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 then leading up to um this I don't want to call it an epiphany, but you know what I'm talking about uh, this need and this desire to start this. What what was what was um, addiction and and alcoholism like for you? Yeah, I was you know, I I was called a high bottom drunk. I mean, I still had a house, I still had a family, I still had you know a car, I still paid my bill barely paid my bills, mm. but I was a wino at the end. I went, I wanted to be in the wine business. I wanted to grow grapes. I went to California. I spent three weeks at UC Davis studying viticulture. And, you know, I was, you know, I, I was a Renaissance man. I wanted to smoke Cuban cigars and, and grow great grapes and make great wine. Mm-hmm. 
And I came to the realization with the help of my father's sister, my aunt Barbara, that I may have to take a look at my my interest my interest in wine. Um, because before I got sober, I hadn't I hadn't worked for two years. I got fired from a job and I had some savings and I just kind of like puttered around and you know got to a point where it was either do something or you know throw in the towel. So I went to my first <clears throat> AA meeting and I remember that um and and I've been in the in the real estate business my entire career mm -hmm. and um it's a it's you know you get together you drink you drink after Dang. work you go out you party you play yep. you know yep. you go to conventions you go to conferences and that's that's what you do sure so quitting that was a little bit scary um so but anyway I went to my I was encouraged by my aunt to go to an AA meeting first she encouraged me to go to Al-Anon and which this book is being used in Al-Anon also by the way it's a it's a great book for for Al-Anonics um, the, and I remember sitting in this room, it was chairs lined around a basketball court and it's, and in New Jersey where I got sober, uh, you'd go around the room and introduce yourself before the meeting. So it'd be like, my name is Tony. My name is John. I'm an alcoholic. And, and, and it was like, you know, you watch these waves come in, Right. It's, it started over here and it was going around the basketball court. And as I was, I mean, I felt sweat coming down my palms. <laughs> I get it. I my get armpits it. were soggy. Uh, your mouth is so dry. Oh my God. I could hardly talk. <laughs> and it came to me and I said, my name is Mark. I'm an alcoholic. Oh, how'd that taste? Oh my God. It was, it was like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. Wow. Now it do you was... have family history? Tell me about that. Yes, my father was an alcoholic. Okay. Um, he left when I was 13. I'm the oldest of three boys in the family. And he never got sober. Wow. And he died, you know, kind of an alcoholic's death from excess smoking, drinking, eating. Um, so had that, know, had, that, had that glimmered in your brain when you're talking oh, about growing wine? Had that, had uh, that, had that? No. I didn't connect it. Okay. I, I didn't well, connect yeah, my well. father with my interest in growing grapes. Um, I, I, I didn't, but I do remember in August before I got sober in November, standing at my kitchen sink and looking out the window. And it was one of those days where like it had rained or it was going to rain and, and the sky, all the light was very yellow mm -hmm. and it looked exactly the same color as the Chardonnay that was in my glass. Oh, wow. And I looked at it and I, and I just, it hit me that I'm going to have to stop this someday. And that's when I started looking for a job job. Oh, um, wow. I mean, it was like a, it was a God moment where I just knew it didn't have anything to do with my father. didn't have anything to do with my aunt. didn't have anything to do with anything other than I was escaping every night. The kids were down at seven 30, the cork was pulled and was I don't know what happened. A couple of sitcoms and you know, that's, that's all I knew. My my wife, my ex-wife, she, you know, you know, she was, you know, God love her. She was opening the mail. She was paying the bills. She was, you know, because sure. I was I was out of commission. Wow. So, yeah. So I grew up in an alcoholic family. Mm -hmm. uh, I go to Al-Anon, too, because I've got people. I mean, I'm surrounded by alcoholics. That's oh, my yeah. that's my peer group. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yours, well, in, in the in the number of programs that we qualify for, I mean, dude, I was just talking with someone else the other day about ACA, you know, um, yes. adult, adult children of alcoholics. Now, I haven't I haven't delved into that program simply because, um, well, it, it, there I don't really have I don't have the time, quite frankly, to add another. To do my you have do you have uh, do you come from an alcoholic family? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and, and so the, yeah, I mean, Al-Anon, ACA, uh, you know, CODA, uh, codependency. Yeah. yeah, we could, I could, I have, should have a admittance, you know, get in free card to all of these places, but yeah, um, same here. And, and, and they're, you know, I, I don't know if you get the ACA, um, uh, daily, they have a daily, I don't want to call it a daily reflection, but kind of sort of, that's just, I mean, it's a gut punch, dude. I mean, yeah. if you don't get it, like I said, I, I've not, I've not had felt the need to pursue the program, but I read those religiously every single day. And it's, it's some, there's some really good really? stuff out there. Yeah. 
Yeah. And what, is this an online thing that you subscribe to? Or? Uh, yeah. If you just go to the ACA website, uh, Adult Children's of Alcohol, uh, Adult Children of Alcoholics, Alcoholics and Dysfunction, something, something. So, yeah, that right. just encompasses pretty much every single human being walking the planet, as far as I'm concerned. But, um, but yep. it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's some good stuff that'll give you some real insight about yourself as well. I mean, um, uh, but 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 anyway, so yeah, there's there's all kinds of programs that that I think that many of us are are what do, what do they call it triple winners or you know yeah no absolutely I have a very good friend here who goes to I've been to a couple of ACA meetings with him and honestly I've come out um, feeling great because I know I've put my father in a place where he belongs right. I mean I haven't I. I I accept his alcoholism. I accept his, he's, he's been dead for 30 years now, but, um, you know, I don't have a, I don't have a daddy issue anymore. Yeah, that's and, great. And that feels. Well, that, a lot I mean, of these, a lot of these that I get of a morning though, I think might even benefit to, to, to take a look. Yeah, at no, I would read that. Because, I wrote it down. Because yeah, it, it, a lot of it, uh, will give insight into emotions and stuff like that, that you might have emotional yep. this or, you know, or, or what have you. But, you know, I think, I think any, any time that you can expand your, um, your knowledge base as far as who you are and why you behave certain ways, even though they may not change. I mean, I may not change having a hissy fit every now and then, but you know, when, when I know that there's a solution, I, I don't have to stay in it all that long. Um, so, so you, you, you were talking about in August, you, you, you just felt like you were going to be missing your best friend, huh? When you knew you had to put it down at some point in time. Yeah. So that was the yeah. beginning of. That was the beginning of the end. And and I had, you know, it's like there, there's a poem by, uh, I'm going to say T.S. Eliot, uh, The Hollow Men, and it ends with, this is the way the world ends, not with a bang, but a whimper. Mm, that, that's oh, how my, man. that's how my, that was my, that was my getting sober. Wow. I didn't, you know, there were no guns, there was no fire, there was no police, no handcuffs. No judge. So just it was, just your aunt seeing and yeah. acknowledging. Now, is she one of us or she's an Al-Anon? Yes, she is one of us. Okay. I, I'm, honestly, I, I'm not. She lives somewhere in Florida. We haven't been in touch in a while. She's kind of a recluse. Mm -hmm. um, God bless her. But I, I have recently discovered, uh, found out where she lives. I'm kind of mulling over writing her a letter. Oh, that'd just, be amazing. Yeah. And sending her a copy of the book. Yeah. Uh, just to say thanks. Right. And Look what you helped start. I mean, that's yeah. her reaching, you know, that's what it's all about, man, is being that, that hand just to, you know, and, and obviously you had to be in the right frame of listening, but she's her just suggesting an AA meeting to you. I mean, yeah. Well, right wait. time, right place. Right. Well, yeah. And you receiving that information. Yeah. So you well, you know, I, I hit my, my, you know, my point of desperation and I didn't, I mean, I was, I was suicidal at the end of my drinking. I remember looking at my life insurance policy and because it was more than a year old, I could commit suicide and still have my family taken care of. Wow. And when I did that, I came out saying this, something's really wrong. It's mm -hmm. <laughs> really wrong here. Mm -hmm. um, and, and yes, I, I believe in outside help as well. I've had counseling my pretty much my entire life. Mm -hmm. I've sought out um, third party, you know, counseling sure. you know therapy sure. i mean having an unbiased smart person as your um you know at your side right. is has been invaluable to me right so did you get a sponsor straight away out of that meeting or did yeah, you i did dip your toes I got a, in the water I, well i didn't i didn't stay at I, the first meeting i went to i only went to once and i started going closer to where i lived and um i got a sponsor i worked through the steps I told you I got sober in November of 97. I didn't do my fifth step until uh, December 31st, 1999. Because because if really? the world if the world ended, I just I took I took money out of the bank and I did my fifth step and I walked away like, okay. Uh, to hell with it. Bring it on. <laughs> Come bring get it me. on. Come get me. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Boy, that's a long time to hang up at five though. Whew. You're not kidding. Four took me a while. I mean, I was, you know, I was a slow study. Yeah. Uh, but this, my sponsor said, you know, we're going to take it as you go. I had a problem with, with um, the capital G God word. Yep. Um, but when somebody, when my, when my aunt actually said, do you have a higher power? 
I said, I was, uh, yes, I do have a higher power. We don't have to call it God. Mm -hmm. And now I'm okay with the word God. It's mm -hmm. just to, to me now it's just a word, but right. I identified immediately with, you know, Luke Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi talking about the force mm -hmm. that there is a force in the universe. Well, and, and before it was alcohol. I mean, that, that's, I think that's that, the, that's that was the a big best force. way to put it to, especially a newbie coming in. It's, it's, you know, that, that does have, you know, a, yes. a, a hang up with, with, with using the God term or, or whatever the case. Okay, cool. That's fine. But I'm telling you, I don't have to ask you if you have a higher power. You wouldn't have one. You wouldn't be here if you didn't have one. It's the Absolutely. drug of your choice that has you by the ass and, yep. and is not letting you go. Yeah, that's a higher power. You know, I mean. Initially, it was the group. You know, right. it was, I, I, I was lucky. I went to the same um, church Monday through Friday at 530, Saturday at 9, Sunday at 4. So I had, in essence, seven home groups because That's I went. Great. Every day, and it was a different topic, a different theme at each one at each one of these different meetings. Different too, because yeah, I know some people don't like coming on these days if we're doing this or you know. Whatever. Yeah, no, I, I went every day. I needed somebody to read the twelve and twelve to me, read the big book to me. Right. Um, I and I and I re, I still read this literature, and what I do is I always find something new. Absolutely. I'm like, how, how have I read this twenty times Isn't and not that seen amazing. this? Amazing. That's amazing. I know that, and that's why you read it twenty times. Right. Right. And but yeah, so. It's, it's, it's a wonderful life. I mean, it really is. I, I don't feel there are times I look back and say, have I missed anything because I'm sober? And then I realized that I wouldn't have had the opportunity regardless, right? Because I'd be because of where I was. Mm -hmm. Now, did you have did you have you had children at the time? How many kids did you have? Do you have? Yeah, my boys were one and three. Okay. Uh, when I got when I got sober. And oh, I, wow. And that's, and that's actually where I saw my father. That's where my father helped me. He 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 wasn't alive, but I knew I didn't want to raise my boys in that kind of a household. I mean, I wanted to set a better example. You know, people debate the genetic factor and then they debate no, the organic me. factor. I I think it's both. Mm -hmm. Um I mean, I learned how to cope with life from an alcoholic father, you know, who when he was losing at Monopoly, he would toss the board. Right. Like, that's no, like, like what? The, I didn't want to do that with my kids. Well, I but to... I got to tell you, and okay, and a plug, uh, I don't want to say a plug. I know you're not on here pushing anything. A, 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 another acknowledgement as far as emotional sobriety, you know, you you take a, an asshole father that has anger issues. That they're yep. that they're that their alcohol, their wine, their meth, their vodka is anger, and and they're just a miserable asshole. And you put them in a household, and they're teaching their kids that's alcoholic behavior. And if you don't know what it is, message me, and I'll tell you what alcoholic behavior is. No, and, I you know. know. And so that whether whether he ever put a drink or drug in his in his body needs emotional sobriety. You're right. you're out of control. You're affecting other people in a in a negative way that that is not your right to do that. So you need to put yourself in check, which would be finding emotional sobriety. Right. I mean, and, tell and me if I mean I know you'll tell me if I'm no, wrong. No, it's it, it, it's about a balance. It's about a balance in life. It's about not reacting to every little thing that happens. It's 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 about knowing that drama is not a solution that a raised voice doesn't fix a problem right. or win an argument well and i'll tell i'll tell you you just you you asked if i was from an alcoholic family my my dad quit drinking um he, he passed away last year but my dad quit drinking 37 years ago or something like that he just put it down just put it down need yeah. i need i tell you more what type of father we had that we uh, we had oh. an, a, an angry um resentful uh um just miserable individual as a father yeah. god bless yeah. him you know because that's that's what he was i mean it just when you look back I, and and i i agree with you in that mark yeah i i think it i think it's um you know it's relational and uh, uh genetics but but i think if you if you remove the genetic part you still can yeah if he if he would have at first if he would have had aa who would have known i mean we could could have would have should have i could should myself right. all day long um, but, uh, you know, if he would have had some type of emotional sobriety, who knows 
what kind of difference that would have made in our lives. So you don't have to be made, someone who's, made a difference. you don't have to be someone who's in, in 12 step recovery, who's in AA, NA, all the A's, you know, to need emotional sobriety. So here's my question to you, someone who, who has not had a substance abuse um, um, situation, but, but has a problem keeping their emotions in check. Would this, would this format work out for them too? Um, Do you know what I mean? Well, I don't. I don't see why not. I mean, we talk. We we tackle a lot of topics. Um, um, and if you're having trouble with anger, you're having trouble with acceptance. You're. I mean, AA. Listen, AA made me aware that I had these issues. Like, I don't even know that I would have known I had them had I not come into this program. Sure. I mean, AA gave me a name, a word to use for the way I was feeling in every every situation. Right. Um, so, I've had people who were not in AA take have the book, and you know, and they've passed it on to family members. These are friends of of mine who have you know just think that every they who are aware enough that everybody could use it. But if you're, you know. I don't even know how to describe it. If you're just an angry guy, you know, sh- you know, dr- trudging through life, you know. Well, I got to tell um, you, it's that person who it's that person who hasn't found the solution in drug and alcohol yet. Yet. <laughs> how's, how's that? Yet. That's, right. Right. I mean, try, come on. Try drugs. drugs. Try alcohol. There you have it. Drugs and alcohol was our solution. And just like That's you right. said at the beginning of the show, you, you remove that. What the hell are you left with? If you don't deal with that, I mean, my goodness, uh, you know, oh, my goodness, what you're left with. But I can see, you know, in, in Rick, my husband, he's not one of us, but but, um, you know, he believes that the 12 steps ought to be taught in high school. You know, what do you, elementary what do you, school. What do you have power over? Nothing. You know, why do you continue to act like you have power over something when you don't? And then you wonder why you're tired and stressed out. And and then and it's like and where, exhausted where have you, and disappointed yes, yes, and angry? Yes. And it's like where have you, you know, where have you wronged someone? Go say you're sorry and mean it. You know, if you don't mean right. it, then we need to figure out, you know, what what that is. But but yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's beautiful. A, a program that could help someone like that as well. That, like I said, tongue in cheek. Obviously, I'm joking. Don't write me letters. Um, that that hasn't found their solution in drug and alcohol yet. They're they're miserable. They're spinning. They, you know. Yeah. I mean, they're. I mean, out listen, the alcohol beat. quieted me down. Mm-hmm. Alcohol took the stress away. Right. And instead of dealing with the the the, the things that caused the stress. I covered them up with booze, like, mm-hmm. like 90% of every, every alcoholic I know. I mean, that's what we did at first. It was to be jovial and to be part of the party and to be more attractive and to, to dance better. And then it became just a way to cover up the fact that nobody wanted to dance, that I wasn't that attractive. And, and it was, you know, it, it was a, it was a coping device. Right. Right. As opposed to looking at these feelings and, and dealing with them. Mm-hmm. Well, because because when you're when you're so far in it, it's not me. It's a medical condition. It's a it's a it's them first and foremost. And and it's it's a medical. I was listening to a I was listening to a. I don't know what made me just think of this. I, I don't know if you've listened to to Bob D and Scott L do the do the uh, step step study it's from 2005 if you can find it man in my 11 years it's the best listening i've done in a long time bob d and scott l boy they're they're forces to be reckoned with and and scott was talking about he had a he had a sponsor early on in his sobriety that that had a voicemail that said it's not them it's not them it's not them leave a message That's what his voice. It's, in other words, it's you. It's you. Right. You better leave a message, and right. and I'll get back like with a, you to figure out what your problem is. That's a spe- that's the special message for sponsee calls. Right. It's not them. It's all you. But, it's you. But yeah. So so your boys didn't get the joy of of having an alcoholic father, huh? So that that's what a blessing. No, what but a blessing. but they had a they had a father. Mm-hmm. Well, there was. They had a chance to have it, yeah. Yes, yes, and I, I, and they were and they were boys. I mean, they they did the same kind of misbehaving I did, but knock on wood, neither of them are vexed with you know the the bug that I have, mm-hmm. and you know they still they 
they've gotten in trouble for drinking. They've done their they've done their adolescent and teen and and early, but now they're in their mid to late twenties and and they're they're healthy. They're happy. They have careers. Um, one even has a serious relationship. I mean, it's That's it, it's I'm, I'm watching. I'm and they come to me for guidance they who actually come and thought, ask me questions right? oh my goodness what yeah i, know. I, would have thought. I have one son moving into a, an apartment in uh seattle and he's sending me photos of furniture oh my like, goodness what do you think dad well think well, is this color gonna work with this and what a and, blessing uh, though my yeah goodness. so it's it's kind of cute actually well and i and i think you know keeping them informed of of their lineage you know let it just and hey, i do that all the time the, I ask yeah them man how, here here's the deal you, you know you do you you have fun you do whatever you, but just know that this it may or may not be a boogeyman hiding in the closet for you. It may or may not be, but as long as you know, just be aware right. of it. You they, know? they have heard me say, you know, son, you are genetically predisposed to having a condition of alcoholism yep. and you need to pay attention to that. Yeah. And if it, and if it becomes a point where you have to drink at other than you want to drink, then you come talk to me. Right. Right. Yeah. I've got, so. I've got three, um, three biological kids and two, two bonus kids and, and, um, uh, of my three, of my three. Yeah. I've, I, I, you put it so much more eloquently. I, I pretty much said, shit, one of you is doomed. I mean, that just statistically, if you want to oh, look, if, if you want to look at the, at the statistics, one of you is in a shit ton of trouble. And, right. um, you know, I've got my, my oldest son has, has chosen, made the choice to completely abstain you know, and he's just like, I don't need it. I don't need it. So why would I even take that chance? Right. And I said, that is probably one of the smartest things I've ever heard in my life. Because yeah. we just, there's such a misconception that, you know, if you, if you, if you don't partake, you won't be a part of, and that's just not true. People don't give a shit if you drink or not. They just don't. You know, right. and so that's that's the selfish, self-centered, you know, that you have to be a certain thing to to be present. And so I'm real proud of him for 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 making that choice for himself to just say, you know, what, it's not for me. But thanks anyway. You know, and I could I could I had a visual when you said that of your three kids, every, they're, they're all looking at each other. OK, which one is it? <laughs> Oh, and they've all, and they've all, yeah, I think they've narrowed it down to the youngest at this point. Of course, he gets all the, he gets all the shit piled on him and all the, yeah, he, they, right, they, that's pretty funny. He gets, he gets beat up on by them, but, but yeah, that's, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a crafty thing. And it was, it was my, it was my oldest son who said, when did you know you were an alcoholic? And yeah. I'm like, mm, when I was ready to eat a bullet. Right. That's when it, that's, you know, when, when you might go, what? And it's like, yep, that's what it took for this intelligent human being to go, hmm, I wonder if there's a problem here that's not them, it's me, you yeah. know, um, and, yeah. and became became willing to, you know, explore that. That was my life insurance moment, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, anybody that's doing that has got, you know, should be checked in. Wow. That's amazing. So, so do, do you know, as far as your family, did it, did it, did you know more um, uh, family history of alcoholism or was it just? The, yeah, I think there was a grandfather, my father's father. Well, and your aunt, you mentioned. My aunt was, um, been in recovery. I mean, she was 16 years sober when I got sober. So oh, wow. add 20, add 16 to 25 is 51. Dang. 51. Is that possible? 41. Yeah, I can write a home mortgage, but I can't. Um, so, yeah, and and my middle brother doesn't drink. My youngest brother's fine, um, and I mean it's mostly on my father's side of the family. Right. I mean, my my youngest brother went to Scotland and met the last McConnell that lives in Scotland, who gave him a family history. And there was one of us who was um, hanged in Canada, Toronto, for murder oh. back in the eighteen eighteen seventy something. Oh dear. And uh, so, yeah, we came over, we brought the disease and we, you know, we spread it. Right. <laughs> uh, so, some of them, some of them, their lives were cut a little short, so there was no, um, you know, continuance. But yeah, but I just, I decide, you know, I decided that it was over and I talked to my kids about my, my issue and, and it's important that they know they have this, this going on in their life. Right. To be aware of, to be aware of.
So do you, now is there is is there a Facebook page that's that's deemed oh, emotional we, sobriety? It's it's a week old. Um, it's called emotional sobriety: the next frontier. Oh, perfect. See, so and on Facebook it, after after Bill's story, um, emotional sobriety: the next frontier. And it's it's a page. It's not a group. It's nothing, you know. And we post, um, you know, quotes. We post sayings. We post. We'll post questions. Well. Um, I have somebody helping me with that. A, a gal in the fellowship has is uh, you know working with me to just keep this, just spread the word, carry the message. Yeah, you know, because I want, I want, I want to go to not only the Maryland State Convention that I'm going to in in a week and a half, but I also want to go to a lot of state conventions, and I want to tee myself up to be to run a workshop at the international convention in 2025 in Vancouver. That'd be amazing. Um, I'm making some contacts there. Yeah. Um, I just think it's important. I think, you know, like Bill said, it's, it's the, the it's the next, it's the next frontier. Right. It's where we have to go. And, you know, there are people that, you know, kind of pound their fist on the table and say, if it's not in the first, first 164 pages, it's not AA. Yeah. Well, Bill talked about the evolution of this program. Right. And he was only one person. I mean, you know, there were only a couple of people, but, but that could could expand they only had so much time i mean so, right exactly so, you know you're it's not as if you're saying you know forego the forego aa and and just do this it's like the, this this is another layer to the cake you know this right is let's another, keep going right if if you can if you can do this and and it and it furthers your sobriety why the hell not right you know and that's what you know i i'm that does make me crazy. And that's why I, I put out that disclaimer when I was talking about the, the pages and groups, you know, on social media, because you, you know, we're a bunch of sass holes, man. We, we can, we're <laughs> sassy and, and we, we can be ugly to one another, um, you know, in recovery. And it's just so stupid. It's like, if someone is first and foremost sober, they at least have a fighting chance. You know, right, don't exactly. be the one that that, you know, uh, turns everybody off by just saying there's only one way to do something because there's just not. You know, I, right. I am a I am a, a big book banger. I believe in it. I'll go to my grave and 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 that I owe my life to that program. Yeah. But if I can further my knowledge with, you know, emotional sobriety and then CODA and ACA, if I can get something, you know, to add to my toolbox, I could I'm very well convinced that bill w would say girl go for it yeah i mean lois lois is credited for starting alan right mm -hmm. and i think that i mean that's that program is like you know a master's degree in sobriety because i got to see how my alcoholism how my active alcoholism affected the people around me we have mothers and fathers and spouses that are dealing with you know just some tragedies right um, and that they're getting through it and I see what I did to my parents. I see what I did to the people around me as, as a result of my alcohol. Right. Well, and, and to further that, too, I mean, those are the same people that could also probably use emotional sobriety. Yes, that's what they're looking for. I'm Detachment is one of our topics. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's that's Alan on in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Well, and, and again, if you want to sprinkle where here's the deal, you know, I think all are, are birthed from the big book. You know, yep, um, and, absolutely. And, you know, I, I personally think the close, the closer you stick to the principles and and what have you, I think the 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 more structure because us guys we need structure, I believe. Um, uh, but I think that the closer you, you know, I think all programs are birth. My point is, is Coda. You know, Coda would be is great for Al-Anons, and that's where if you can get yep. something else, something from from another program, it's like why not give it a shot if you've got the absolutely. time. You know, um, I mean, when I work with I'm working with a sponsee, we went through the big book, mm -hmm. you know, the first 164. We went through the 12 and 12. And now we meet once a week and he chooses a topic out of emotional sobriety. And we talk about that. Oh, that's amazing. And it really is. And that's not even my idea. That's something that a woman friend of mine um, called me and said, I'm having such a great time working with my sponsee and going through each topic. Mm -hmm. And I was and I was like blown i was like blown away by that that That's it actually works idea. well and i started of course i pulled i pulled all the all the uh topics out of the front of an as bill sees it and so yeah. so I, i've only done one show like this but 
but to where I've put them all into a, a glass vase and we just pick up a, a, a topic out of there. So same, same premise. So I'm interested in uh, giving, you know, give me a little permission to go steal some topics out of, out of emotional sobriety and throw them in there too. I'd, I'd venture Love to that. say they're going to, yeah, they go, they go hand in hand, but yeah, you just talk about how it, you know, what does it mean to you? How does that hit you? You know, how did that yeah. go for you during, or what does it mean for you now versus when you first got sober, which I think is a good time, a good way to take your temperature in recovery. You know, yeah. how, what was it? What does it mean to me before, or, you know, when I first got sober and what does it mean to me now? You know, I think right. that's, like I said, a good way to take the temperature right. of your recovery to go, oh crap, maybe I'm not paying as much attention as, you know, I should. And I, and I, I want to stay sober. And that's, I, I bring a couple of meetings into a, a IOP program here in, in uh, Annapolis and they've they've called it a relapse prevention program yep and we deal with I these topics that. that i mean anger resentment all you know the the, the nasty ones mm -hmm. that's what they ask me to talk about when i go in there and because that's, that's what set expectations as a topic right. and how we trip ourselves up with you know having false expectations right um, it leads it you know equals resentment uh, like the old expression you know it's um so yeah, so I want to stay sober. So that's why I'm dealing with this stuff. That's good. That's good. Well, personally, thank you for creating that program. I'm I'm very interested. I know you sent me a link. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up and and uh, and take a look at it. And I and I hope I hope you know I'm gonna just uh, you know acknowledge a prayer out there that I, I hope that it takes hold and 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 that it just grows. I, I think that it's um, especially with the quote that you read from Bill W. I think he foresaw something like that happening. He did see it. Mm -hmm. He saw it coming. A hundred percent. I think probably because he was experiencing those things. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So thank you so much for being Christine. on the show. I'm so grateful that you took the time out of your day to come and sit and talk to me. Um, I'm, I'm impressed with you and, and uh, stay in touch, huh? It was a joy. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. And Maybe I'll see you at the Texas State Convention one you day. You got it. You know I'll be there. All right. All outstanding. Right, take care, Mark. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Purpose Driven Sobriety. Keep coming back. This has been a Rogue Media Network 